Hi, I'm Kerry. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. Um, we're a tribe of like-minded, we hope like-minded individuals who want to make good investment decisions. And to do that, we pool our resources, our knowledge, our experience, and hope to make some good investment decisions so that we make more money in the stock market. We're kind of a pooling group. We call it the power of the tribe. Recently, I've been concerned about my holdings of uh, stocks in China, and I've done some videos on it. I did a poll this morning, which I asked basically, are, are you comfortable owning stocks in China or listed uh, stocks, U.S. listed stocks in China, in light of the turmoil that's going on. And I was kind of surprised that it was a 57% uh, no, I'm not comfortable, and a 43% yes, I am comfortable. And the surprise was the height of the number that yes, I am comfortable, because I'm not. Um, and I want to talk about that in a little bit more depth, why I'm not, and why, what I think really is going on in China, and why I don't think you should be all that surprised about it, because I believe basically the same thing happened in the United States as we went through a very extensive growth period uh, back in the 30s, um, 20s, 30s, and 40s. And so I want to touch on that and give you my perspective on it. But first, I got to tell you, I'm not your financial advisor, and I'll be right back. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. My background relative to China is that in 2008, Nita and I spent a month in China. We actually, it was shortly after China was opened up and tourism kind of took off and we got a fantastic deal uh, where we spent a month in China and we toured the whole country from Beijing to uh, Yurumki to uh, every part of it. And it is a magnificent country. But my takeaway was, my goodness, this country is growing rapidly. And as you would drive down highways um, that were beautiful highways and four-lane highways, but you could only use that interior lane because the farmers were using the right-hand lane to uh, put out their rice and, and dry it out before they took it to market. And that's right. <laughs> you could only use one of the two lanes. And and we saw cities that were being built where no one lived. We saw shopping centers that were being built where no one lived. We saw the rerouting of rivers to displace people so as to create land uh, that was going to be developed into manufacturing where no one was manufacturing and apartment buildings were going up for people who were going to work in those factories where no one was working. And, and it, it was kind of a confusing situation. But on the other hand, 
you saw a country that was preparing for the inevitable growth that they knew they were going to have as a result of the United States basically saying, we can't compete with you on labor, so we're going to allow you to manufacture everything that we need, and we'll just move our supply chain offshore and give it to you. So that's what I came away and said. In fact, I, I said to Nita, boy, if I was if I was 30 years younger, I'd pack up everything I have and move over here and be a part of this because they don't know exactly what is going to happen and how they could, how they can benefit it. And I think I would have a leg up and I could really make a living here. Well, that was back in 2008. As, as I, we didn't move, we didn't, we, we um, traveled to other countries uh, subsequently like Vietnam and Cambodia and, 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 and really got a flavor for it. But what I realized was the world was changing in the direction of the, the Far East. Then I read this book um, in 2018 or 2019. Um, Artificial Intelligence, Superpowers, China, Silicon Valley, The New World Order. Um, and I, I came away from this book. The author made a statement one time. The business environment in China is much like a Roman gladiator uh, event. And that is the strongest will survive. There is no um, respect of... Um, intellectual rights. If you've got a better way of doing something and you can put someone out of business, go for it. And that's the, that was the general attitude in China. And I, I, at the time, I didn't reflect back as to, hey, that's kind of way that the United States was run back in the 20s and 30s. It was just hell-bent for leather, and whoever came out on the other side won, and it fostered a, an environment of corruption. That's back in the Al Capone days, and, and the mobsters, and people hiring for protection, and, and we, we have subsequently understood that politicians were being bribed, so this could happen, and that can happen, and, and, and over the years, we kind of cleaned it up. We, we invented the FBI to kind of clean that up, and then I saw this article today. This is Friday, uh, July the 23rd, in uh, the Wall Street Journal, Beijing crime fight cast Paul over businesses. Um, I didn't understand the word Paul. Nita told me that means a shadow, a question. And the article goes into describing how, again, China is a Wild West um, area or environment for entrepreneurs and that there's a lot of bribery, there's a lot of um, of threatening of of and and it reminded me of the stories I'd heard of the United States in the in the um, the thirties and the forties and and basically how the government had to crack down and that's what this article is saying is President uh, Xi Jinping uh, is basically forcing and uh, these various regions of 
of uh, China. And you got to understand, China is massive. It's much larger than the United States. And the population is four times the size of the United States. And what he's doing is reining in these people to try to bring some business order and some rules of play into the uh, structure of China, unlike what the author was saying here, is that it's a Roman gladiator environment. And so uh, Ping is, Jinping, is trying to bring that under order. Now, don't don't interpret this as an, a political in, uh, statement on my part. It's merely an observation. And it's an observation that these things have happened in our country. Now, as a part of this, and my poll asking, are you comfortable buying stocks? I did a video back on July 9th, why I sold all my NEO stock. Uh, it got some 30,000 uh, views, and it didn't go over well. Um, there's a lot of my subscribers who basically said, I don't agree with that philosophy, and I think you're all wet, and I lost substantial number of subscribers as a, uh, as a result of that. I then came back on the next day, July 10th, and I did a video, um, Why Sell China e uh, VIE Stocks? And this was the video where I talked about how they are fake stocks. They are not really um, have a direct connection to the uh, stocks that are housed in China because China has rules against uh, China-based companies uh, selling uh, or listing their stocks on foreign exchanges. So the companies do a backdoor situation where they basically create a shell company in the Cayman Islands and then list that shell company. Now, what I proposed in the video is if, in fact, China really puts the hammer down um, you're going to see those companies delisted, and then you will basically get whatever that shell company offers you for the, the stock that is being delisted. And I did a, another video where I explained that happened to me. Then I came back on July 18th and did a video why I sold all my NEO and proposed what would happen if, in fact, it got delisted. So I have recognized that this is a potential problem. I, 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 I give you hands down that NEO will be a profitable company. I'm just not sure the stock that I used to own will in any way reflect the profits that NEO has and could potentially be delisted. Then I come forward to today and I hear that um, the Xi Jinping is and his regulators are coming in and basically saying, uh, putting stringent uh, controls over private schools and companies, uh, private schools that are listed in China as well as in the United States and tutoral companies that are listed in China and the United States and reining them in. And I understand this. This is basically uh, the government saying, we don't want foreigners teaching our children 
um, doctrine different than what we believe in. And so, and, and we did that in the United States for, for, for many years. So what my feeling is, and my caution to you is, you are seeing more and more on a daily basis where China is saying, we've got to bring this Wild West or this Roman gladiator situation that we have on our hands through this massive country that is growing rapidly, we got to bring it under control. And and we've got to put some rules down that establish what can and can't go on based upon the the the, the what's best for our country. And what's best for their country is currently being decided by Xi Jinping. Okay, and then what I then look at it, and that's why I put out the poll today, are you comfortable owning these stocks in this environment, particularly when there are just as good or better opportunities in the United States where you know what's going on, or at least you think you have a better idea, is which is the best place to invest? My thinking is I can make all the money I need to make or wish to make with a minimum risk by investing in United States companies that are going to facilitate the change that is going to happen in our world. And that's what investing is all about. Not investing in the companies that did so well back 10, 15 years ago or even five years ago, but the companies that are going to facilitate the change that has to happen in our world. And one of those changes is a rebuilding of our supply chain. And the way we're going to do that is so since we can replace the cheap labor of China, which is no longer near as cheap as it used to be with 3D printing and and robotics, we will bring the supply chain back. So that's one of the areas I invest. And then the other area is the, the, the biggest change in our world in my 76 years happened about 16 months ago, and that was the coronavirus. And we learned that our health system was broken and that we could, through the uniting of the, uh, the medical community and the laboratories that invent and uh, work on CRISPR, we could create a test kit that I could t- go to Walgreens, my insurance company would uh, prescribe it, and find out if I have cancer in my body, find out if I have early stage Alzheimer's, find out if I have uh, Parkinson's disease. This has all been made possible as a result of the coronavirus. So I don't need to invest in China. The opportunities are here. The technology is here in the United States. So that's my take. Uh, And again, it came to light as I was reading the Wall Street Journal and listening to uh, CNBC at the same time. And I'm reading this article about how they're cracking down on the reckless entrepreneurs in China and hearing about how China is bringing in its education system, its private education system. And I said, I need to talk about that because my tribe needs to be knowledgeable of what's happening. You see, I got an advantage over over most people. And I'll admit this. I'm 76 years old. I've seen a lot of this happen before. I can relate to 
what happened in the past and how it's applicable to what's happening in the current and then make good investment decisions, understand my tax code so I can keep more of what I make and then to build family wealth. That's what Best of Us Investors is all about. That's what the power of the tribe is all about. If you'd like to be a part of our community, our tribe, just go to Best of Us Investors. Give me your name and your email address, and I'll send you an invitation to join our Discord. Uh, it's growing, and we're getting it organized such that we can work together and get ahead of this game. Okay, that's my take. You all have a good weekend, uh, and I'll be talking to you again tomorrow.